Welcome to the Soulful Podcast. I'm your host, Audrey. This podcast is all about nourishing the mind, body, and soul. Whether it be personal growth, fuel, or movement, I'm here to support you as we are on this ever-flowing journey together. Hi, I am just so happy to have you here, of course. This is part one of a two-part episode um, on my journey with food, exercise, disordered eating, and a little bit of personal growth kind of mixed in. I recorded this episode back in May, so I'll post today the exercise part one, and then hopefully I'll have to listen to the food one and make sure it's any good. Um, But uh, if all goes well, you will also see a part two. I like to record my episodes pretty candidly, and sometimes they turn out well, but every now and then there's one that's a whole bunch of rambling and it makes no sense at all. So um, I haven't listened to the part two on food. Um, If it doesn't turn out, I can record a new one, and so maybe you won't see it um, shortly. You might see it a bit later. I guess you'll know by the time you listen to this, but this episode, episode, sorry, was inspired um, by a few questions that I had been getting on Instagram, and I guess I sort of figured um, if one person's wondering, then it's likely that there are other people as well. So I hope this does inspire you and leaves you feeling uplifted and inspired to get moving. Without further ado, I will let you hop right into the episode. Thanks again. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I hope that it sounds kind of nice in my background and maybe not too uh, noisy. I just escaped and came into the forest for a few minutes just to have some peace and kind of replenish myself in the middle of the day. So I hope you can hear maybe some birds and hopefully not too many sirens or anything that I can actually hear right now in the distance. Um, But thank you again for joining me. Today's going to be sort of, I guess, like a bit of a QA, and a I guess you could say, regarding kind of my journey with health and my routine. And I guess the reason that I thought to do this was um, after I've been, you know, posting a bit more about this on my social media, I've had friends reach out and say things like, please teach me everything you know, lol. (laughs) um and a lot of questions I guess um and again I don't mean to I guess over exaggerate how much I feel um people put weight in what I say um but I just wanted to come in here to I guess share some of my answers because I feel like if somebody's asking me then it's likely that more people are curious okay so um when it comes to uh, teach me everything you know, I actually have mentioned this before, but I've realized that I am definitely called to be a health coach, and I know that that's something I've always wanted to be, and I will be transitioning into opening up to sessions, and I will be doing my certification, so um, if you're interested in that, please let me know, and I can reach out to you when I'm ready to offer something. Um, 
and I know I have some people actually who are already interested. Um, so thank you so much to those of you who um, support my me and it makes me more excited to continue on this journey that I know I'm meant to be on. So thank you so much for that. Um, but another question that I got was, what does your daily exercise routine and food look like? You're actually killing it. It's so great to see. Congrats on everything. Um, so sweet. I love people. <laughs> um, so my daily exercise routine, I would say, isn't, isn't an exercise routine, I would say. It's actually just, I know for a fact that my body feels good when I'm moving it. So therefore, I want to feel good. I want to be energized every day. I want to enjoy my life. So I just choose to move it every day. Um, and oh, sometimes I I'm not able to, or it's not that I'm not able to, but I don't, I don't feel, I guess, inspired to, but I try to do something like right now, for example, I've left my work on my personal time break. We have 30 minutes of personal time and I just left to go sit in the forest and I walked here and it will be a nice walk here and it will be a lovely walk back. So, um, just making space in your day for movement and it doesn't have to be intense. It doesn't have to be stressful and it definitely shouldn't be something that you feel like you have to do. It should be something that you get to do and something that you want to do because you know it feels good. And I also believe that there is way too much pressure around movement. There is way too much stress to be like sweating and killing it at the gym and to be like dripping in sweat and like sprinting and lifting heavy weights and like doing all these things or the opposite is but kind of on the same spectrum to me is this like idea of being like obsessed with pilates and doing it every day and there's nothing wrong with pilates and actually i love pilates but what i feel can be unhealthy is when people associate um, Pilates or weights or running or whatever with a certain body type and they're only doing this exercise to achieve a certain body type and it's true that certain exercises and forms of movement can build a body to be a certain way and you should do what feels aligned for you but what has relieved a bit of that pressure for me is just to make sure I'm doing some kind of movement every day. I have no time limit on it. I have no level of intensity and I just sign myself up for whatever I feel like and um, I go from there. And sometimes it changes after I've started moving. So some days maybe I feel like sprinting and then I get to the gym and I or outside and I start running and then 10 minutes and I'm like oh my god no this is not the day for it I'm just feeling really low energy and I didn't realize it was because maybe that day for example sometimes I wake up and I have a lot of mental energy and my physical energy doesn't match that maybe I didn't sleep well or maybe I didn't eat enough um or maybe I didn't you know maybe I am low on protein or something in my body maybe is off balance and I just don't feel as energized as mentally I do so that genuinely changes um a lot of the time also what happens more so than not actually is maybe i don't feel motivated or inspired to go to the gym or to go on a run or something and all i do is i commit to going to the going to the gym or going on a run or whatever telling myself i'm only gonna run for 10 minutes or i'm only gonna walk for 10 minutes on the treadmill right so my gym has a sauna um and i recognize that not every gym has one my gym in canada doesn't have a sauna it's just a very popular thing in sweden to have saunas everywhere and it's a big part of life culturally socially and it's actually been so restorative and i'm obsessed with them so i know that i love the sauna right so i tell myself okay i don't really don't want to work out but 
why don't I just go to the gym, I'll walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes, and then I can sit in the sauna for 20 minutes or 15 minutes or 10 minutes, whatever I feel like, and then I can go home. So that's how I get myself to the gym and I start walking and you have to truly honor yourself, right? If you walk these 10 minutes and at the end you're just, you're emotionally not, not there and you feel like it's not helping and you want to go in the sauna and you want to go home, you should do that. But what happens most of the time for me is once I start moving, I'm like, okay, actually I could jog for a bit. Okay, actually I could walk on on incline for 30 minutes okay um actually i kind of want to do that machine over there that i've been looking at from the treadmill that i know that i like so it ends up kind of inspiring me to do more movement and once i realize um once i get moving and i get the endorphins flowing i get more excited and i realize actually that i enjoy it and my body feels good but sometimes it does take me that extra step to get there So for me right now, I've been really kind of all over the map when it comes to forms of exercise and what I do. Um, And my body has changed so much over the years. So when I was younger, um, I was always running because I I liked running with my friends, like playing tag and stuff, but I actually kind of felt forced to running. And I talk about this in another episode. I don't know if I'll post it or if I've already posted it by the time I post this one or what, but... Um, it was one of the first ones I recorded, so um, I don't know. I'll probably have to listen to it again to make sure I like it. But I recorded an episode about my journey with running, basically, and how I became a runner and how actually I hated running for so long. Um, and it really felt like something I was forced to do. And it wasn't something enjoyable or fun or, you know, fulfilling. And it seemed so intense. So um, when it comes to kind of my journey with running, I really didn't like it. And with time... I really started to and that actually I had a negative experience I would say with it or not a negative experience but a relationship where I associated it solely with weight loss and a little bit with endorphins but mostly with this idea of being quote-unquote skinny um when I thought of a runner I would I mentioned this in my other podcast but when I think of a runner I was picturing this like really skinny girl with like long hair like (laughs) floating in the air and she's running and looking like so energized and graceful meanwhile like when you're running you don't feel like that you feel like I don't know you feel like it's peaceful but you don't necessarily feel like you're floating and your hair is maybe not bouncing and you're kind of red and sweaty and but actually you realize that that is so enjoyable anyways I had this more or less negative experience with or relationship with running until I would say maybe even I would say until spring 2020 so about almost exactly two years ago from now um and a negative experience really with or relationship really with with exercise and this idea of exercising to look or be a certain way um so when and this I feel like actually is associated a lot nowadays with Pilates when we picture Pilates we picture one specific body type always doing it I think and you know I I can't speak for you maybe you don't but I feel like there's not really enough representation in the Pilates field of people with like curves and like you know what I mean like people with some body fat (laughs) you know and actually a healthy body does have body fat and that's not to shame anyone everyone's body is naturally different but um I feel that there is this and this this vibe I guess around Pilates and having this specific body type the same way that when I was younger there was I felt like an image around running um so when I had this 
I always had this kind of experience with uh, working out where I was really only working out to look or be a certain way and not necessarily because it felt good on rare occasion maybe because it felt good but I wouldn't say that that was at all the default Um, and then when I moved overseas I moved somewhere where um, my life was very affordable I moved to Ukraine um, and I had got a personal trainer because the gym right across from me was a personal training gym and every time you went there, it was like every single person in the gym had a personal trainer with them. And I was like the only person. <laughs> and I didn't really know how to use any machines. I only really knew like that I liked going on the treadmill, really. And at this point, the treadmill wasn't like something exciting for me even. It was really like, I'm going to be quote unquote healthy. So anyways, I got this personal trainer because my coworker and neighbor had also had one there. And she had a really great experience with them. And his name was Jack. He was so amazing, so nice. He didn't really speak English, actually. Um, He could say, like, hi, and maybe how are you, and yes, and point at stuff. Um, But a lot of the time, he would use Google Translate on his phone and speak into it, and then it it would speak back to me in English or show me the words in English if he was typing, whatever it was. So that's a lot of actually how we communicated. And, um... Yeah, so at that point, actually, that was the first time I started using weights, and I loved it. Like, I felt strong, and I didn't feel, like, bulky at all, like I used to think I would feel if I did weights. I felt, like, lean, and I felt like my posture was amazing, and I felt so energized, and I actually, as I kept going with this, um, I would say from when I started maybe in when did I start? Maybe September or October. Um, and I continued all the way through March. So actually not that long, but my body changed so much during this time. And I really began to appreciate it for what I was. And I prioritized, um, my health in my life. Oh my gosh, these birds are just beautiful. Um, and that was just an amazing magical time for me. So where I felt so good, and fueled and strong and connected and I don't know I felt like my hand-eye coordination was better my balance was better so many things were better and at this time I was doing weights and then also my gym membership included unlimited classes so I also did yoga classes at least once a week maybe sometimes twice and if I was feeling extra inspired three but almost never I did three um and that was just you know intuitive and what felt good for me um and then when the pandemic happened and I came back to Canada and I started working um for my same school online sorry I hope it's not too windy I can feel a slight breeze here I'm trying to cut my phone so that the wind isn't making too much noise in the microphone um But when I came back to Canada during the pandemic, then the gyms were closed and I had been so loving working out when I woke up in the morning. So I started doing some like Whitney Simmons YouTube workout videos and I liked those, but I wasn't feeling like 100% that was like the one thing for me. I did really love them and actually I was obsessed with Whitney Simmons and I still think um, she's just such an amazing person. I love how authentic she is online. Um, She shares a lot about mental health and her kind of own relationship with a variety of things and her relationship with health is um, definitely something that I looked up to a lot. So thank you Whitney Simmons. Um, 
but as I kind of transitioned, one of my friends had started kind of training for marathon or half marathon. So I started running with her and that's really when I fell in love with running for the first time. And I realized that running doesn't have to be intense and it doesn't have to be stressful. And actually you can run slow and it can be restorative and refreshing and you don't have to run for a long time and you don't have to run fast actually. Um, and you know, you don't have to be a quote unquote, you know, good runner to be a runner, right? If you're running, you're a runner and that's it. And I've talked about this also in that running podcast. Um, but that's kind of how my relationship with running developed. And at that point then I had stopped kind of doing weights because I wasn't so motivated to just use free weights, I guess, in my house. And I didn't have so many of them and I didn't buy any either. So I was really just running as my main form of exercise. And actually what happened was I think I lost a lot of my muscle around my legs and in my knees. Like I had built up some probably stronger like quad muscles and stuff at the time when I started running. And then when I moved from running down to like one time a week, because at one point I was going like maybe three or four. Um, at my height of my, you know, interest in running. Um, and I moved down to one time a week and, um, I had lost a lot of muscle around my legs and actually I ended up getting kind of injured on my run. I would say it wasn't a serious injury, but basically I started experiencing a bit of pain around my knee and I went to a running specific physiotherapist and basically they decided that certain parts of my body were too tight and also that I didn't have enough muscle around my knee and in the uh, my glute meds which are the muscles on the sides of your glutes and so that's what was causing my stride to be a little bit weird and um, causing kind of the pain so what I ended up doing was I received a series of exercises from her and um, then one day when I was in quarantine and isolation, when I had moved to St. Lucia, if you don't know about my journey with kind of living abroad, you can listen to the intro episode. I think I talk about it a bit then, but I was in isolation living in St. Lucia for two weeks when I first got there by myself and I was doing my physio exercises every day so that I could get back into running cause I did love it so much. Um, and it was a lot of like these glute meat exercises and I tried a Pilates class because I had this kind of meditation. Um, I was using like a free trial at that point and there was a Pilates class on it and I did it and I was actually um, shocked at how much it targeted exactly those muscles that I knew were weak in my body. So obviously from there, I decided to keep doing Pilates because it was more fun to do a full exercise, you know, or a little flow, Pilates flow, instead of, you know, these specific exercises, like I do 10 of this and then I do 10 of that and then I rest and then I do 10 of these and then I do these stretches. And you know what I mean? With, with my physio, it felt like a chore more so and Pilates felt a lot more restorative and whole. So that made it perfect for me to do alongside running. And since then, I realized I still really like weights. So right now in my life, I would say I do a combination between um, weights sometimes, sometimes just walking on the treadmill, listening to a podcast or going on a walk outside. Sometimes I go on a run. Sometimes I do Pilates. For sure, I do a Pilates at least once a week because... I, when I first fell in love with it, I, um, started, uh, a like Pilates club at my school. Um, 
<laughs> this sounds so funny, but actually I had gone from this two-week isolation and then before that having months and months of working at least part of the time online because of the pandemic. And I had so much time to myself where I was able to do all of these things that I loved and I filled my day with things that I loved. And I think that's what brought me a lot of joy every day. And also, if you've listened to one of my other episodes, I am going to be starting a uh, kind of daily joy or moments of joy. I think I still haven't named it because I haven't listened back to that episode yet and I haven't posted it either. So maybe it hasn't been posted yet, but when it's posted, you'll know. Anyways, adding more joy into my life was a priority. So when I started working back and I started needing to be at my job at 7.30 in the morning, meaning, you know, I have to leave my house at 7, meaning I have to be for sure getting ready for school by 6.30, meaning if I want to meditate for 30 minutes and, you know, do whatever else I want to do, I was waking up at 5.30 to meditate for 30 minutes um, in my bed with my eyes closed, just laying down and then starting to get up and get ready and leave on time. And that became honestly a bit draining because waking up at 5.30 every day is sustainable if you're also going to go to bed at like 8.30. But I wasn't able to do that every night because also sometimes I wanted to hang out with my friends or do some other things. Um, so at that point, and normally I liked to meditate and then journal and then get ready. And for me, that routine wasn't sustainable with that exact job. So what I ended up doing was just bringing in what I loved to my workday. I knew I had to be at work until 3.30, even though school ended at 2.30 to help kids after school or run an extracurricular. So I started a running club and a Pilates club so that I could run with my kids after school. And obviously, I think it's so important for kids to be involved in health. But a lot of this was inspired by me wanting to use my own time where I have at school to do the things that I love so that when I get home, I'm not trying to cram in all these things I love and they don't become chores. They just become things that I get to do. So I started a Pilates club at my school in St. Lucia and I think I actually inspired one of my good friends, Sam, to also be really into Pilates and now she has a subscription and she got one pretty shortly after we did one together. Um, and she's, I think, running the Pilates club at school now, which is so fun. And so now I'm in Sweden and I started also a Pilates for staff after school on Mondays. So that's why I do my Pilates for sure, at least once a week. Another day a week, I would say maybe on a Saturday or something, I'm likely to do a quick 20 minute one or a 10 minute one even, or sometimes even just a seven minute energy boost. That's always a great one for me. And it really gets the blood flowing. So I'm likely to do one Pilates, sometimes I do maybe one run a week, but in the past few months, I've been really running like once a month. Um, and honestly, I'm impressed with how well my body has maintained some level of cardiovascular. And it's so amazing that when you start running, you do sort of feel like you're dying a bit. I think I might have left this out at the first episode, but it's true. Like you will experience that cardio feeling that's telling you, oh my God, you need to stop immediately. Um, so when you start running yes you will feel like you're dying a bit um but it does get so much better and it's crazy how much your cardio improves in such a small period of time and it's also crazy how much of a difference you can notice if you run two times a week let's say or three times a week and then you go two weeks without running you will notice a difference it's actually insane um but it's that's why I guess I'm so impressed that my body has maintained um a relatively good level of cardiovascular because even when I'm running once a month I can still run a distance that I feel actually 
proud of and at like a very average pace for women. So um, that has been actually so positive for me that I felt like I've been able to maintain some progress. So, and I think I do enjoy running so much that that's what keeps me coming back to it. And I think because I know that there's this dying feeling that you get at the beginning and then it goes away, um, that I guess I'm able to push through it because it doesn't feel so uncomfortable because I recognize how temporary it is and I recognize how good I feel after running. So that's kind of allowed me to make more progress, I think, there too. Um, So, I mean, in an ideal world, I would do some Pilates, some weights, some running, but some weeks I do weights, some weeks I do running, sometimes I do a mix of two, sometimes I have a mix of all three, right? Like, um the other day when I was recording my podcast on the treadmill and I was walking, I had ran, but only for 10 minutes or eight minutes or something like that. Um, so that was a quick run. And then when I landed back here, I went to the gym and I walked on the treadmill for a bit on incline. And then I did some weights yesterday. I did nothing. Um, today I did this, you know, short 20 minute walk and now I'll be heading back to work pretty shortly. Um, So maybe I'll have to finish a part two of this episode later on. Maybe I can even come back to the forest. That would be so nice. I have another break, so maybe I'll try to do that. Um, But for me, really, it's a combination of things. And it's actually really just what feels good in your body and knowing to trust your own body and knowing that your body gives you signals every single day. And actually, it's just up to you to listen to them. And we get so caught up in the hecticness of life and the crazy this and that, that we forget how truly capable our bodies are of everything that we need, right? Like every single day you wake up and it's just such a blessing that you can jump, that you can walk, that you can run, that you can um, touch the floor, that you can bend down, that you can open the fridge, that you can go to work, that you can do every single thing you do every day. You can swim, you can float, like whatever it may be, skate, ski, surf. And all of these things are things that you're allowed to do because your legs are working. And I just think it's such a blessing every single day to be able to use my legs. So why wouldn't I? And when I remind myself of that, I feel so much more motivated and expired, inspired, not expired, inspired to get moving and to feel good because I know that it does uh, make me feel good and that it does bring me joy. Okay, I will close this part one off here with love.